All right. <laughs> I see Jen smirking uh, <laughs> just to make sure that Sally can hear us, right? Is that the I can. Smirk Yay! Cool. All right. <laughs> so welcome to an actual fully technically working episode of How I Met Your Mortgage. We haven't had one of those in a while. Yeah. And as always, I'm your host, Adam Smith, with Just the Tips Coaching. And with me, as always, is our marketing director and one of our other sales coaches, Jen Waymore. Hello, Jen. Hi, Adam. Seems like so it's proud. been a minute since I've seen you. A week. A week. Yeah. Chaos okay. last week. Baby right. being born. Ah, that's right. So I've seen you here a week yes. ago. Yeah. Um, in person, it's been a bit longer. And we have a really cool guest for you guys today, uh, somebody who's relatively local to us and uh, is, I guess we could, Josh, about the uh, uh, frequent listener, first-time caller kind of uh, <laughs> thing, Sally Simmons. Welcome to the show, Sally. Thank you so much. I'm glad yeah. to be here. No, no, we're excited to have you. We've been looking forward to this for some time. And just so, well, actually, Sally, that you do listen to the podcast is probably evidence enough that you do know what we're up to here. And if you're new to our listenership or our viewership, if you happen to be catching the video cast, then we do occasionally get to have local real estate agents on the show. Um, it's not all that frequent. And we've got some fairly high set bars for those people that we do invite on. And Sally probably knows all this, but those of you that are new to it, we uh, do quite a bit of vetting. Uh, we uh, want to make sure that this is somebody who knows what they're doing in real estate and certainly knows what they're doing when it comes to the subjects we want to focus on, lead generation, team structure, client retention, these kinds of things. And we can uh, tell as you guys all can because it's public knowledge what kind of business Sally does and uh, whether she's buying properties for people or helping them buy properties and then years later helping them sell those properties and buy new properties and so on and so forth. So we know that Sally knows her shit. Let's put it that way. And Sally, you had actually mentioned um, uh, some regular guests of ours while we were chatting before we uh, went live. And I don't know that Justin and Piper aren't our most repetitive guests. Is that right, Jen? I think they, they and Grant, the former Oh, yeah, Grant, the former librarian. Pretty, I think they're pretty close. But Okay. Yeah. Um, but I think we have the Knowles booked for a fifth episode in seven years. In, yeah, or, you know, just 14 months, I think. In Something another like that. right, that they'll be on again <laughs> in another year, but that'll yeah. be their fifth appearance. Really, yes. Cool. All right, yeah. so let's nice. get on to the important topics here, which is really Sally. <laughs> so, Sally, give us some background. Um, I know that you are not a Denver or a Colorado native. In fact, our audience will soon hear that you are from somewhere in parts further south. Um, <laughs> and I don't mean. Colorado Springs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Jen. Je Jen's southern accent comes from Monument, Colorado. It's true. Um, this is true. Um, and have you been doing real estate longer than you've been in Colorado, or is are both? Uh, you know what? I'm going to let Sally talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I moved out here from Mississippi in 2009, and I got into real estate in 2014. Okay. And what brought you to Colorado? Oh, it's exactly the opposite of Mississippi in every way. 
Yeah, there's a lot. No, not in every way, unfortunately, but a lot of them. And I do smell what you're cooking there because, yeah, the, there's a lot of... <clears throat> it's a cultural difference. Let's put it that way. Very. But also weather. We don't have humidity, oh, yeah. so it's a good hair day every day. We don't have a ton of bugs. It doesn't rain a lot. It's like very few thunderstorms. It actually snows. Oh, yeah. Well, the climate here, I think, is probably the best on the planet. I agree. I'm, I'm not sure that yeah. we could dispute that. I've never been anywhere, anyway, where the climate year-round is better than it is along the Colorado Front Range. It's pretty spectacular stuff. But, it's yeah, the high desert, not having any humidity, rainstorms, good hair days, on and on, uh, are, yeah, absolutely proof positive to that. And what brought you into real estate? How did you get started? Well, my undergrad is in psychology and my master's degree is in community development. And so, you know, I always wanted to help people find their place in the world. And I love Denver so much and I've lived all over Denver. So my goal was to kind of help everybody find their place in Denver, you know, whether it be Wash Park, Berkeley, that, you know, the Springs, wherever you want to be, I think everybody's got a place here. And so I just was like, let me help guide people to find their place here in Denver. Oh, and you're part of the problem. You're part of the reason we're running <laughs> out of places for people. Because you keep Maybe. putting them in these places. Maybe. Right. And, <laughs> and I'll bet you're struggling to find people here that you could convince to move to Mississippi. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah. surprise there. All right. So... Let's get into some nitty gritty stuff, because this is obviously where our audience is seeking out some information. What did your business look like when you started? What were you doing for lead generation? What are you doing now? Do you have a team? Do you have support staff? Give us a little bit about where your business comes from, what you do to generate new business, what you do to retain the clients that you do have. Randall. Uh, Randall and I are fraternity brothers. Uh, he is a loan originator in Texas, <clears throat> the Austin <laughs> area, and says, Texas is pretty amazing. Um, well, Randall, your part of Texas is pretty amazing. We'll, we'll give you that. Austin is one of yeah. those jewels in the South, no doubt about it. But yeah, so yeah. give us all the nitty gritty, Sally. Okay, yeah. So I uh, got my real estate license in September of 2014. And I joined Keller Williams Avenues, um, which is in Wheat Ridge. And, you know, met this great gal, high energy, Karen Prawl. She was a team leader. She got me super pumped up. She's like, you need to get sallysimmons.com immediately. You have to, you know, get a Google voice number because you've got your Mississippi number and just go all in. So I took all of my classes at like a 40 hour work week. So I morning to night, took my classes, knocked them out really quickly Passed both sets of tests uh, right out of the gate, joined Keller Williams Avenues, and then realized they don't really teach you what to do in real estate and real estate school. Ah, but you did get a little <laughs> bit from the team lead. I did. Um, I mean, right off the bat, having your own website, and is that accurate? It is sallysimmons.com? Yes. And having those assets so that you could be Sally at sallysimmons.com and maintain your own web assets, social media assets, email assets is... Huge. That's one of the greatest pieces of advice you've probably ever been given. Oh, I agree. And I was like, oh, man, what if I have to get sallysimmons.net? No, there's a, there's another Sally Simmons in real estate. She's in, I believe she's in Missouri, but she didn't snag it before I did. So we got it. <laughs> I, I hear a lot of that. Okay, we have a lot of that with websites and other assets. 
Um, the one that blows me away is I have two vehicles with the license plates clear to close with an S and clear to close with a Z. And how no other mortgage lender in Colorado picked that up before I did still blows my mind. I mean, that's amazing. Um, yeah, it's, it's just <laughs> crazy to me that those were both available. Um, all right. So web assets, that's huge. No question about it. Um, but I am curious about this other subject since we're on it, because we talk a lot about whether or not the local phone number means something. You know, as I've been doing this for nine years now, I have found that it doesn't really matter. And my Google Voice app has more problems than me having a Mississippi number. So I just put my Mississippi number on my everything now. So I still have the Google voice number. And now it's a bunch of telemarketers and people calling for a dude named Greg who must have had the number nine years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Poor Greg. Uh, Here we are making fun of Greg. He doesn't even know it. But I think on that subject, it's really important for our audience to know, did you in fact buy an extended car warranty? (laughs) (laughs) no but greg should have and i i guess i've been confirming his doctor's appointments for years so i hope he shows up (laughs) that's amazing yeah he'll be there (laughs) absolutely that's good stuff okay so those are a couple of important pieces and i'm guessing that like every other real estate agent out there that goes through real estate school goes through the classes passes the exam knows how to negotiate a contract, knows how to do an inspection objection, on and on, all of which is irrelevant if you don't have buyers and sellers, that you have a little bit of hand-holding to help you find buyers and sellers. So I actually, out of the gate, I was networking nonstop. So, you know, going to the, I'm Sally, I'm a real estate agent. This is why you should work with me. This is what sets me apart from everybody. You know, standing up at the table at the lunches, at the Breakfast, bright and early things, happy hours. I was introducing myself to millions of people at a time. Um, And, you know, but I was like one of nine other real estate agents in all of those groups. So I had to set myself apart. So I did. And I met a couple of folks. And my first client ended up being an investor. And so he was looking for just, you know, houses that need to be redone. So I really hit the ground running, looking at some of the crappiest houses you could ever see, <laughs> like structural damage, haven't been updated since the twenties, like squatters were there. Yeah. Animal hoarders. <laughs> oh, just <God>. crazy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, I Guilty. did get him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Y'all, y'all do have a lot of animals, but your place looks great. Um, so yeah, so he was my first client. He was my first buy side. Uh, and then it was, right around Christmas when that happened. And so I had a little bit of a lull. So at Keller Williams Avenues, you know, I I took bold, I took core, both of those are training opportunities that Keller Williams offers. And both great stuff. Yep. Agreed. Perfect for a new agent. So, you know, we had the go knock a a bunch of doors, introduce yourself, you know, drop off your cards, all this stuff. And I I was like, okay, uh, this is great, but I really wanted something to happen a lot quicker. So I joined a team as a buyer's agent. And the way that uh, that gal runs her business, she's great. She does a lot of business to this very day. And as a friend of mine, uh, is open houses. I did open houses twice a weekend, every single weekend. And I mean, to the point, like she is so particular that the signage, I would set out the open house, like directionals, you know, with the arrow pointing in this direction or that direction. She would come behind me if she was running behind me, like running later than I was and like move it just a tad bit, an inch, like maybe like two degrees to the other side, just to wow. get it perfect. <laughs> yeah. So I learned, you know, how to, 
anybody can set an open house and anybody can, you know, be like, okay, come on in. Welcome. But look she around. taught me exactly. Look around. Let me know if you've got any questions. Right. She taught me a lot about, you know, how to really get people engaged, probing questions, you know, walking around with them, but not in a creepy way. And that's how I got, uh, closed 16 deals my first year. Wow. That's, yeah, that's Jen, did your eyes pop open when you heard that number? <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. That's big deal. When, when we know, know that 80% of agents fail in the first two years that you did 16 in year one, that's, that's, uh, pardon my French, but that's fucking monumental. That's game. No doubt about it. Very cool. Um, and yeah, we love open houses as a lead gen technique, as an audience building technique, so on and so forth, I think open houses can be one of the most valuable tools that real estate agents and even their lender partners can take advantage of if they're done correctly. Absolutely. But so many agents do them and then don't do the proper engagement, don't do the proper data capture. I mean, there's so many things, so many tactics, so many techniques you could implement and exercise during an open house and subsequent to an open house. And they don't, they just let it kind of flop around like a fish on the floor and eventually die. It's, it's, it's heartbreaking really, but it is. Yeah, you can, you can do kick ass things with open houses if you do the work. Right. But I mean, I don't know about y'all. I don't want to sit at somebody else's house for two hours and not get any business. I'd rather sit at my own house for two hours and not get any business <laughs> if that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> Well said. So uh, true. Absolutely. And I, God, it's been years and years since I've uh, helped an agent with one. And I remember helping an agent with one. Oh my gosh, it was probably 20 years ago. And the people selling it have been great clients ever since. We love them to death. Um, and every uh, so often we talk and they send a tin of cookies every Christmas. Every now and then uh, she brings in homemade fried chicken. Uh, I'm going to have to call her out. It's been a while That's since I'm we've talking about that one. Right. <laughs> um, but I literally sat in this open house and real basic shit, you know, like three bed, one and a half bath starter home kind of thing out in Aurora. And I probably sat there for four hours all by myself. And I'm not yet. Yeah, nobody showed up. Not a single person walked into that open house. And I got to watch a golf tournament, I guess, was the highlight. But I would have preferred <laughs> to do that on my own couch where, uh, yeah, absolutely, that uh, I'd have been more comfortable at home. But again, I think the agent, and of course, this guy isn't an agent anymore, didn't promote it. Now, granted, we didn't have the tools to promote an open house that we have today. But I assume you're taking advantage of some of that. Are you doing anything out of the ordinary to make sure people actually come to the house? So to be honest with you, that kind of burnt me out on open houses and I don't do them that regularly anymore unless it's my own listing. Um, I mean, I knock doors. I, I, I put in, uh, door hangers that I got custom made and I just fill in the address. Uh, I, if they don't answer the door, I leave a door hanger inviting them, you know, just come check out your neighbor's house. You know, you get to pick your own neighbor. So there's just like a whole different different angle you can go to if you can actually get people engaged in person. That's a cool one. Pick your neighbor. And, yeah. yeah. And then also I do the Facebook advertising ways has ways where you can advertise if someone's got directions and they're going somewhere. Then it can say open house this way. There's all kinds of cool stuff you can do. That is I really know cool. ways Nobody that. talks That's about cool. ways when it comes to open houses. That's pretty sharp, Sally. All right. Yeah. So, and, then, yeah. and then what are you doing with the people that do come to the open house? Greet them. I try to have a good snacks. Um, 
you know, and if it's morning, we'll have mimosas. I like to cook. So I like to make my own snacks and anybody can buy a cookie, you know? Uh, and then just, just, I don't know, just really nice to them out of the gate, introduce myself, leave them alone. That way I'm not worrying the hell out of them the whole time. And, you know, just letting them ask me questions. And I always have a lender there with me. We usually have a rate sheet with the different, what your payment would be with different down, down payments. It's got my info. It's got their info. And so I just try to be as engaging as possible without being annoying. <laughs> a thin line. <laughs> yeah, I cross over that line pretty much 10 or 12 times a day. So yeah, that, that would be a tough one. All right, very cool. But you're not doing them all that much anymore. Well, 2020, you know, it just was so weird. Writing contracts on houses you could never see, doing tours yeah, with other that. people's clients. I mean, it was just weird. And so I think it's still still not as engaging as it once was. So, um, and then, I mean, my God, you put a listing in the MLS just as beginning of this year and you didn't have, I didn't have time to even really get a sign in the yard or put some flyers out before it was already packed to the gills with showings, you know, one every 15 minutes. And then, then I'm literally just in the way at that point doing an open wow. house. Right. Yeah. That's a true story. It, it would actually be, uh, more of an encumbrance to you, to your sellers. Uh, yeah, there's there's a lot to that, no question. Um, what about going forward? What do you think next year is going to look like for that kind of activity? Uh, you know, I just ordered some new open house signs with the intention of doing more open houses. Um, I really think that it's going to be only the strong survive. I think that the folks that have just been waiting on their sphere to call them and say, okay, Bill, we're thinking about selling our house. Can you come over? Tell us what it's worth. You know, tell us what we need to do to get it ready and get it in MLS. It's going to be a lot more work uh, marketing homes with the interest rates where they are and with the news only giving bad news. Only bad. So uh, dumb. It's funny because we've had like six straight weeks now mortgage rates going down. So they just don't talk about it because that's I good news. we don't talk about good news. You know, I try to push that. And then like, but I mean, you can get a great deal on a house right now. Why would you not snag a great house? Interest rates are not permanent. The home price is. Totally. Like it's a perfect time to get out there. Oh, and with all this when people ask, uh, what's the best time to buy? I'm like, now. We're yeah. always going to have yeah. this supply and demand problem. There's just not going to be enough housing for us. The values are going to continue to go up due to it. Hopefully not 20, 25% a year. That was insane over yeah. 20 and 21. But it's still going to be beyond what would be healthy. It might be 10% a year instead of six or whatever would define a healthy economy. Not that we'll ever really have that again. We'll just have those moments where the pendulum is actually at the bottom instead of swinging violently back and forth every direction. So yeah, mortgages are temporary. Yeah. I mean, Purchase yeah. Prices are not. What else can you buy? What else can you buy in this world and sell it in two years and make $50,000, $100,000, nothing. Everything wow. else depreciates. Real estate appreciates. It's the smartest thing you can do. Totally. Well, and it provides actual housing. Yeah. A place <laughs> where people live. There might be a few things where you'd make that kind of money on an investment like fine art or right. uh, exotic cars. But <laughs> you can actually live in the house. Yep. It, it's hard to live in a painting. It is hard to live in a painting. <laughs> um, something that you said that I really liked that really hit home is that, and I actually had this conversation with another real estate agent this morning about the fact that things are different, no question. 
And we may see an uptick in the kind of fallout of people that are doing mortgages, that are doing real estate. Uh, it's not going to be significant because the number's already high, right? I mean, NAR tells us 80% failed in the first two years, mostly because they didn't figure out what you figured out, what the job actually is. Yeah. It's not about writing contracts and putting signs in yards. It's about finding buyers and sellers. That's the actual job. The rest of that shit's a byproduct. Yeah. Um, and I think the real difference is that the people that are successful right now are still working hard. They're doing the work they know needs to be done that they've always done. And those people like the ones you mentioned that are just sitting and waiting for people in their sphere, past clients to reach out to them and say, okay, hey, I think we're going to sell, come look at the house. That That is not going to cut it. No. Absolutely no. not. If you are just sitting waiting for your phone to ring, and I know Jen and I joke about this all the time because we have a client, a colleague, a uh, not a client, a colleague, a close uh, colleague and friend who uh, was a loan officer briefly, but had said she gets nervous when the phone rings. Like I get excited when it rings. I get fucking nervous if it doesn't ring. <laughs> and if it doesn't ring, I pick it up and make it ring somewhere else. So that's the kind of activity that you need to be doing with your sphere. You need to be reaching out to them. You need to be seeing if they are ripe to sell. If they know people that are ripe to sell or buy both sides, uh, for those of you that are in loans to buy or refinance, but if you're in real estate, people that are going to buy or sell. And yeah, if you are just sitting idly by waiting, you're, you're going to get trampled. Absolutely. You're going to be stocking at Safeway soon if you don't watch out. Now, we, we always joke about how those people just need to work on some new lines. Like, would you like fries with that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. All right. So what does that mean for you in 2023, 2024? What are the really hearty, enjoyable activities that you're going to do to find new blood, new buyers and sellers, to retain the clients that you've had in the past? What What are those activities like for you going forward? So I gift my clients little thoughtful gifts four times a year. So every quarter. Do you bring uh, them? Are they actual pop buys or are you? Uh, so I do pop buys at Christmas, but I okay. use a, a client giant is what it's called. And cool. so you add folks into it and it's kind of set it and forget it, which is a great thing, especially, oh, nice. you know, when things get so busy and it could have just totally gotten ignored. I don't want to do that. So I have that, but I do personal pop buys for uh, holidays. I do uh, house anniversary cards, anniversary cards, birthday cards. Um, I just had a nice client event at the park here where we had fall photos taken so that people could have them for their holiday cards or just to have. Um, but this weekend, it's funny. So I, I met some clients out to have a beer at a brewery nearby. And while I was there, this group of neighbors, neighbors came in and they were all wearing very festive holiday attire. And they'd obviously been drinking for quite a while. <laughs> and they had lanyards on there and they had 13 different places where they were going to drink or had had a drink and were headed to drink. So I got, I got one. Here it is actually on my desk. And so it has all of the places on there. So I got the phone number of the gal who uh, I got the lanyard from. And so I came back to my house, dropped my stuff off and then I joined them. So I got to meet 19 new people and have a couple of beverages with them, which I do what I've, well, I've always done. I call it bar farming. So I like to just go pony up to a bar somewhere. Even I'm drinking a Diet Coke. You know, everybody's like this these days. They're not looking up. They're not having a conversation. 
I go sit by the people that are doing that, start a conversation, meet them, introduce myself. I don't even bring up real estate. I let them tell me what they do. You know, we get, we laugh, we have fun. If they ask me what I do, that's great. If they don't, that's great too, because our job is to meet more people. I love that. Yeah. I'll bet you're you're a lot of fun to randomly sit next to on an airplane. (laughs) Oh yeah, I am. (laughs) I'll bet. (laughs) Unless I'm tired. All right. So you guys, this is amazing. Bar farming. Bar farming. Absolutely great technique. This one's new to us. Um, I am curious about Client Giant. Jen and I will have to do some digging into that because that sounds amazing. Um, We definitely want to hear more about that. And that's great for top of mind, client retention. Um, I think for our past clients and uh, Jen, I'm off somewhere, I'm sure, but we touch them in some manner or another, like 40 to 70 times a year. Closer to the 70. Closer to the 70. Um, So yeah, real heavy top of mind kind of stuff that way. But um, I- And keep in mind, that's, I mean, that's things from our blog that goes out every other week to their birthday, their anniversary, their kid's birthday, whatever. Homebot digests are on that. Yeah. So those listening at home don't think we're like obnoxiously calling them 70 (laughs) times a year because that would not be ideal. Well, I do that for some of them. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry to whoever that is. To whoever you are. Apologies in advance. Good God. And now you know why they invented blocking numbers. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I would say I'm probably more of a sports event farmer. Um, I do that too. I do a lot of that. We have uh, season tickets for Broncos, Pioneers, Avs, Nuggets. That might be it right now. Um, But yeah, literally sat with a client, a lead, uh, the client's son and somebody else owned a referral uh, at a Pioneer hockey game on Saturday night. That's at a great, great time. I mean, it was a great hockey game, but um, also getting to hang out with these people and meet new people and uh, that kind of thing. But yeah, I love the uh, bar farming idea. That is (laughs) that is stellar. That's awesome. No question about it. Um, so yeah, there are a couple of really solid techniques, tactics, ideas for all of you bar farming. And we talk about this, I think, even in our introductory stuff. Um, we uh, have a, a, a zero cost marketing for repeat and referral business class. And we talk about your local watering hole, the sporting event. I go to a Bronco game, and I do. I'm sad to admit. But if I go to a Bronco game, there are 75,000 other people there that I at least have something in common with. We like football. Some of us like the Broncos. Don't admit that publicly. (laughs) Um, But, you know, that kind of thing. So we talk a lot about that kind of activity. We don't call it bar farming, um, although we might now. Uh, You you better get that uh, phrase get the copyright uh, yeah, on trademark, the trademark right before uh, we go hog wild with it um, <laughs> um so there's a really cool technique tactic idea uh obviously the client giant is a great client retention idea uh so for those of you watching live or listening or if you're catching us in video or on the podcast and syndication a couple of really great ideas from sally this morning so yeah put that in your ear let it rattle around in your head tuck it in your pocket for later because uh well sally's kicking ass and has some really sharp ideas hopefully you guys will all pick up one or two nuggets from it here because i know we will but yeah no thank you this has been fantastic for us sally um and we didn't get to cover all that much we'd love to have you back if you're game I would love to. I love the reminder since we booked this in June of last year. (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> now we're booking uh, March of 24. So okay. yeah. count me in. Yeah, I don't, cool. I don't and credit where credit's due. Jen did this for some reason year before last. And it may have had something to do with the pandemic. We were all at home, glued to our screens, glued to our phones, whatever the case may be. Um, we started getting like this 9,000% per month increase in listenership and uh, a lot of people reaching out to be guests. And yeah, now we're booked out 14 or 15 months and that will be, that'll be season seven. Seven. Wow. Yeah. Um, so nope. yeah, uh, thank you to all of you that have participated, uh, listeners, viewers, guests, Sally, thank you. I know it's hard to carve out this kind of time on a Monday morning for these kinds of shenanigans, but, uh, <laughs> here we are and yeah, this has been really good for us. So thanks. Thank y'all. Yeah. Um, all right, Jen, what are we missing? Well, I was just looking at my calendar, believe it or not, we only have two episodes left for season five. We, wow. Yeah which is crazy. This year has just flown by. Um, but like we said, we're booking into season seven. Um, but if you want to find out anything at all about just the tips coaching text tips to six, three, five, six, six, it's scrolling across the bottom of the screen. For those of you watching live, um, you can get a link to Adam's book, just the tips. You can book a free hour of coaching with Adam, find our podcast on both Spotify and Apple Reach out to me if you want to be a guest 15 months from now. Um, and as we start to announce things for Social Media Day Denver and Mile High Mastermind for 2023, all of those details will be found by texting tips to 63566. Wow. I can't believe we're planning 2023 I know. Social Media Day and Mile High Mastermind conferences already. I saw a meme that was like, I'm still getting over 2020 and somehow it's almost 2023. I'm like, yeah. That's crazy. That, 2020 feels like it was yesterday. Uh, yeah, it's December of 22. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you again, Thanks, Sally. This has been a lot of fun for us. I'm glad you were able to do it. And I uh, hope we can get you back on the show. Yes, I look forward to it. Cool. All right. Well, for the rest of you, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we typically do this every Monday at 10.30 Mountain Time. We've probably hit 40 or 45 episodes a year. And you can catch us on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube with the video cast and on Spotify and Apple with the podcast. And I guess we will be back next week with another. Two more. And then we're All taking right. two weeks off. And then we're taking two weeks off. All right. So thanks again. And we'll see you guys next time. Okay.